Let us be attentive. Let all the earth worship you and sing to you. Shout with joy unto God, all you people. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, when the time had fully come, God sent forth his own Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then you also are an heir of God through Christ. Peace be to you, the reader. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. And with you The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Let us be attentive. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to you. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will govern my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. When they had heard the king, they went their way, 
And lo, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. On May 19th in the year 1780, during the meeting of the Connecticut House of Representatives, the sky of Hartford, Connecticut, suddenly became ominously dark. And some of the representatives who were gathered glanced out the windows, and they were in fear that the end of the world was at hand. It must have been quite a storm. In order to kind of quell and put to rest that clamor for immediate adjournment, the Speaker of the House, Colonel Davenport, rose and said, the day of judgment is either approaching or it is not. If it is not, there is no cause for adjournment. If it is, I choose to be found doing my duty. Therefore, I wish that candles be brought. Rather than fearing the Lord's coming, the speaker Davenport was prepared to go on working in expectant faith. For doubtless, he had recalled the teachings of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke, where Christ says, let your loins be girded and your lamps burning, and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the marriage feast, so that they may open to him at once when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake and at work when he comes. On this day of the Lord's birth, Brothers and sisters, it is easy to think that we have gathered here to simply commemorate a historical event, something of the past. An incredible event, of course, but something that simply lies in the past nonetheless, perhaps we are thinking. What I would like for us to focus on today, however, is how the first coming of Christ compares to and points to his second coming. 
Remember the word Advent comes from the Latin Adventus, which means coming or arrival. And that is why the period leading up to Christmas is called Advent, a period of preparatory expectation, not only to celebrate the Lord's first Advent, but also to orient our hearts and minds towards the future and coming Advent of Jesus Christ. Even one of our hymns of this Christmas season in one of the pre-festal hymns tells us this. At your first coming to us, O Christ, you desired to save the race of Adam. When you come again to judge, show mercy on those who honor your holy nativity. And how do we honor his first coming, his holy nativity? By living expectantly for his second coming, with lanterns burning and going about the business of the Lord. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake and at work when he comes. Our own icon screen right here constantly reminds us that we live between the two comings of Jesus Christ. The holy altar is flanked on either side by two icons of Christ. The one as Emmanuel, the Christ child in the arms of his holy mother, the Theotokos. This is the icon of his first coming, which we celebrate today. On the other side is not a picture of Jesus as he was on earth. It is the image of him in glory as king and lord, the icon of his second coming. Father Thomas Hopko, of blessed memory, wrote about this, and he said, the two comings of Christ are held together in Christian thought, action, and prayer at all times. They cannot be separated. The first coming without the second is a meaningless tragedy. The second coming without the first, of course, is an absurd impossibility. Jesus is born to bring God's kingdom. He dies to prove his kingship. He rises to establish his reign. He comes again in glory to share his reign with his people. In the kingdom of God, there are no subjects. All rule with the risen Messiah. He came and is coming for this purpose alone. How glorious and edifying it is to meditate on the two comings of our Lord Jesus Christ here on Christmas Day. The first time Jesus came unnoticed into this world, the second time, as the scripture says, every eye will see him coming on the clouds. In his first coming, Jesus humbled himself, being born in a stable in Bethlehem. When he returns, he will come back as King of kings and Lord of lords. In his first coming, he endured the mockery of men who despised him for his goodness, 
although he was the son of God, he allowed them to put him to death that he might thereby provide salvation for the world. When he comes again, all mockery will cease, for he will rule the nations with a rod of iron. He came the first time as the Lamb of God. He comes again as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. 2,000 years ago, the religious leaders shouted in scorn, he saved others, but he can't save himself. The day is coming when the whole world will see Jesus as he really is. When that happens, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. On this day of Christ's birth, beloved, as we celebrate his first coming, let us recognize that the traditional hymn, Joy to the World, written by Isaac Watts in the year 1719, was not, according to the composer himself, about the first coming of Jesus. It was written, as he says, with Christ's second coming in mind. And only later was it adopted as a Christmas carol. And in singing this festive carol, let us always not look to the past, but to the future. Not to this earth, but to heaven. And with lanterns burning, let us be found by the Master at his coming, doing the business and the good works of the Lord. For then, the day of the Lord, instead of dread, will be joy. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. To our God, who is, who was, and who is coming, be the power and the glory to the ages of ages. Amen. Christ is born.